The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. You're a brand and you may not even know it. On today's show, we're diving into the ins and outs of building a personal brand that can help you land a job and get ahead in your career. So let's get started. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn's managing editor for jobs and career development. Each week on Get Hired, we talk about leveling up. Sometimes we talk about finding work, Other times, we talk about excelling where you are right now. And through it all, we focus on how to stay true to yourself in the process. Okay, when you're walking down the aisle of a supermarket, you probably reach for certain items more than others. For example, I'm a proud Heinz ketchup guy. You will not find any other ketchup on my plate. Why? I identify with their brand. Heinz is from Pennsylvania, just like me. So, brands are important. What is your brand? Are you a numbers-focused optimist? A bubbly project manager with a creative side hustle? Whatever you put out into the world will attract a particular audience. And that can make or break your prospects. So, if you're a grumpy supervisor, we have some work to do. Luckily, my guest today is an expert in cultivating a personal brand. Deja Riley is a fitness instructor with Mirror, creator of the Sweaty Smile Squad, and a former professional dancer. In fact, she danced with a little up-and-coming artist named, I think, Beyonce? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, Deja joined me on my Get Hired Live show to break down how she defined her own brand and how you can too. I think that we all have a brand, whether we like it or not. And for me, my brand is me. I am much like, you know, these actresses and comedians and public figures where I am the brand. I think that, you know, it's very important that people really just get to the core of who they are and what they love, because that's going to be the driving force in building their brand. Great point. And yeah, and and when you define your brand as, as sort of you, it obviously helps because as you change, so does your brand. Absolutely. I think that first things first, you need to know what your message is. And for me, my message incorporates those three key elements. The first one is joy. The other one is being well, wellness. And then the other one is inclusion. I allow each one to navigate my current journey and I leave room for change over time as I grow. So it didn't look you know, the same when I was a competition dancer, as it did when I was a professional dancer, as it does now as a fitness professional, you know, and a public speaker. I think that it's really, really important that as you start to shape your brand and the perception that you want others to have of you, that you hone in on some basic key elements. And so maybe get out a pen and a pad right now and write down what are those three things that light you up inside? What are three things that empower you or three things that, you know, you can draw as a thread 
through like your story. So I think for me, those three key elements that I base my brand off of are something that are constant threads through everything that I do. Yes, dance and movement was the foundation that I laid everything on top of. But in order to continue to build, I really relied on those key elements to allow me to have a sense of who I am and and never reach too far outside of that. How important would you say your personal brand has been to the success that you've had? Oh, honestly, my personal brand has probably been the most important part of me getting these different opportunities and finding them and aligning with other brands. I think oftentimes when you think of yourself as a brand, um, it is hard to really understand that relationship of building with other brands. I think that one of the key components for me has been collaboration, and that's how I continue to grow my brand. Once I was very clear about what that was and what it was that I stood for and really defining those key elements and figuring out what those foundational pillars were for me, that really helped me to frame my past credentials in a way that would help me um, find future opportunities. So then I was able to like lay the groundwork here. What have I done in the past that made me um, the best fit for what I'm doing in the present? Um, For example, my dance career meant I already came with a level of professionalism needed to be on camera. Um, I can captivate an audience and absorb new material pretty quickly. And I can also move my body in so many ways. And that is what shaped me into somewhat of a chameleon through dance. So like, then I was able to master different fitness modalities. And then I was able to, you know, pick up on things very quickly, learn new skills very quickly, because I took those tools that I had from my last profession and applied it to my new profession. And that's also what I mean about like that constant growth, you know, leaving room for your vision and your brand to transform because it will. Yeah, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently if you were just starting out your brand? Or if you were just starting your brand today, what's sort of the step you would take? Andrew, I think we hear it all the time, but being authentic and knowing who you are is really step one, right? You can't build something solid on a weak foundation. That goes for a home, that goes for your brand. Um, Your superpower is really just being you because there's no other you out there. There will never be another. There will never be somebody that can compare to exactly who you are and what you can bring to the table. So I also say to people like, don't settle for being a carbon copy. Now, when I say that, I also say that it is important to be inspired by others. It is important to have mentorship and maybe get advice from people that you admire or people that continue to motivate you. But I think from that, you can mold and use all of those tools that you receive to be an original, to be the best version of yourself and acknowledge that you bring something special to this world. I think that for me, like in building my brand, my constant affirmations are, you are enough. And what you have to offer is very valuable. So just show up as the best version of yourself today and the universe will take care of the rest. Such a good point. So how do you sort of figure out what to put your efforts into? Because I think a lot of times people, they get overwhelmed with all the social media that are out there. How do you approach that? Really, my honest answer, Andrew, around posting is, is I struggle with this myself. And some of 
um, our authenticity gets diluted from spreading ourselves too thin. And so, you know, this is something in the past where I was like, okay, I've got to be on every social media platform and try to reach as many people as I can. And to be honest with you, it really sent me down that lane of kind of becoming like this carbon copy and not being, you know, as original as I could possibly be. So now for me, as I begin to like reevaluate that process, it's important not to lose myself in constructing this perception of self for others. Whatever I do, I want to remain authentic. I want to, you know, show people who I truly am. And though we all feel the pressures of posting on all platforms at all times, it's now about recognizing where your audience is, i.e. my sweaty smile squad. And I'm learning where it's necessary to place my energy and where I can preserve it. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Daisha shares advice for figuring out your own authentic niche. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. We're back with fitness instructor Deja Riley. Now, you've heard Deja mention the foundational pillars upon which she built her brand. But when it comes to creating your own brand identity, it can be a struggle to figure out a foundation. According to Deja, start with what you do, but don't stop there. What do you love? What are the things that light you up? Maybe they are things within your career. Maybe they're things outside of your career. I think that the the first initial step is really discovering those things that you love. If I'm not passionate about it, I won't be consistent with it, right? So I think that, you know, maybe not all the things in your job are all the things that light you up. There are things that are within all of our jobs that, you know, are not the most fun. They're not the most enjoyable, but we have to do them as a completion of, you know, the process and a completion of the full package, what we deliver. But I think that it's really, really important to always come back to those things that you love and let those be your driving force. So I would suggest as you're creating these foundational pillars for yourself, I want you to come back to that thing of like, okay, 
what do I love? Are there two things that I love? Maybe three things, maybe just one thing that I love. And you can start there and then begin to build upon that. What if you have a wide range of interests? Do you include them all in your brand or not? I honestly think that you can include as much as you have an appetite for, but I don't think that you have to conquer it all at once, right? So I think it's great to like brainstorm, get it all out on paper, but then really hone in on what those main pieces are for you. And I think that, you know, alongside of listing out all of those things, you're going to discover that some of those things belong in the same bucket, right? And so then you can narrow it down. But I think that, you know, making it digestible and really honing in on the most important pieces first is going to, you know, set you up for success. What are your daily habits to keep up your momentum? I honestly have this thing early in the morning that I call my Deja dailies. And it's how I set the tone for my day. So I think that you discovering what your, you know, routine is going to be, whether it's a morning routine or something that you do in the afternoon or something that you do just before bed, this regimen and this repetition that you get yourself into the groove of is also matching the consistency that you're going to have as you're driving your brand forward. Um, If you would like to know, some of my Deja dailies include meditation. I find a sense of stillness and calm because my life is constantly on the move. I'm constantly, you know, pushing out energy into the world, cultivating joy everywhere that I go. And so I have to find the joy within first. So I like to slow down, have a little bit of time to meditate. I love, love, love to read. Um, A lot of my inspiration and motivation comes from some of the books that I read, some of the authors that I enjoy. And then I just love some pleasure reading. It's a way to take my mind off of everything that is going on in the world. And really, honestly, like some of the daily chaos that I may face as a content creator, as a fitness professional, um, as a person of influence. I think also it's important for me to have that moment where I just get to move for me. So I do my workouts in the morning, or I will find time to just put on music and dance around my room, dance with my husband and my dog, and, and then just getting out into nature. I think that is a huge part of how I find a sense of calm and how I really get inspired by the world around me. And you know, I give myself grace. Not every day does that routine look perfect. And not every step of the way will my brand look perfect. And so, you know, kind of creating that mirroring effect of like what's going on in my real life, as opposed to what everyone sees or perceives is going on in my life. But yeah, I I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, I think that's really fantastic advice. What's your advice for finding what makes you unique, especially when you're early in your career? You know, I was very fortunate that I knew at a very early age that I had this ability to make people smile and people feel good on the inside. Um, And that then translated to me helping people look good on the outside. But I think that, you know, pay attention to the things that you get noticed for. Pay attention to the things that your friends love about you, your family loves about you. Even ask them. I think that, you know, that has been something that's huge in my research in building my brand and creating my brand is like, I ask the people around me what it is that they enjoy about my workouts, what it is that they enjoy about, you know, some of my posts or some of the things that I share with people. And I listened to what resonates. And then I took that and I was like, okay, I can build off of this. I can continue to create this, to, you know, transform within these 
not necessarily boundaries, but within these borders, right? And so I think in discovering what those are, you've got to listen to your audience. And maybe your audience starts out with friends and family uh, or your peers, and then grows into a greater audience of people all across the globe, like mine has. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Deja. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And I know so many people got so much help from it. So thank you so much. Thank you. That was fitness instructor and influencer Deja Riley. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. You can also join my weekly Get Hired live show every Friday on the LinkedIn news page. And if you liked this episode, leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And of course, we'll continue this conversation next week, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. The show is produced by Michelle O'Brien with help from Gianna Prudenti, Derek Carl, Taisha Henry, and Elias Avalos. Joe DeGiorgi mixed our show. Florencia Iriando is head of original audio and video. Dave Pond is head of news production. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I am Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.